0: and we are live this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always my name is Sheldon alexander and this episode of wrap it up is brought to you by clean cuts barbershop 2013 danforth avenue in the east end of toronto clean cuts the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions so go see skip and the crew as a wise man once said tell him that i sent you check them out on instagram at clean cuts toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now well raptors fans that was a tough loss Uh, my name is Shell alexander as always huge shouts to the people tuning in live on twitter at shell alexander and we take your comments and questions there but also on instagram we got another feed up there and on instagram you can check that us out at sheldon alexander first off q what's going on how are you doing man i'm good i'm good i'm good it's a good game good game you don't seem you don't seem like you're good
1: no i just feel like you know should i should have had that one Should definitely
0: that one. definitely should have had that one as the raptors lose 108 100 game one of the eastern conference finals the toronto raptors fall as i mean the high person for the milwaukee bucks brooke lopez 29 <laughs> points funny looking brooke lopez. 11 rebounds in this game crazy win for brooke lopez as he shot the lights out and if you're the toronto raptors it's probably not what you like to see but at the end of the day i'm gonna say when you when you when i look at the end of this game right and i say it's 108 100 did the raptors let one slip away definitely but i look at two things. One. If Brook Lopez is going to score 29 points in every game, you deserve to lose. So okay, yeah, whatever. This yeah. could be the game one Brooke Lopez game. Two, the Raptors gave up 20 points off of turnovers. That's and, a tough way.
1: Unforced. A lot
0: of them are unforced.
1: Yeah. Sloppy passes.
0: You're not going to win a lot of foot. games. Yeah. You're definitely not going to win a lot of games giving up 20 points off of turnovers. That's not going to happen. That's just not a good look for the Toronto Raptors. And also, I'll point to the third quarter. I think the third quarter, the Raptors' offense was going. The Bucks' offense was not. But they were getting to the free throw line a lot. Yeah. And the free throw discrepancy, when you look at it, it's not about the total number. I tweeted this out during the game and I think people, you know, when you look at it at the end of the game and you say the Toronto Raptors, or sorry, the Bucks shot 27 free throws, the Raptors shot 20. To me, it wasn't about the total number. It was to me looking at the offense and the way that it was going in that third quarter. In that third quarter, the Raptors, their offense was running. They were getting points. They weren't really getting to the line. The Bucks all their points were coming off those crazy turnovers yep. and then from the free throw line. And that was a moment where if one of those things is not happening, the Raptors have a pretty good chance of running away with this game. Definitely. Um, let's go back to the beginning though, because a lot of people are going to look at this game and I already see it in the chat room here. People talking about how poorly Marcus Gasol played and how great Kyle Lowry played. And Kyle Lowry gets us to start off what went down in this game because Kyle Lowry, He had his career playoff high with seven three-pointers made in this game. He was 7 of 9 from 3, 10 of 15 overall for Kyle Lowry for 30 points. 30 points from Kyle Lowry. And it was right from the get-go. Kyle Lowry came into this game averaging just six points against the Milwaukee Bucks this season. Kyle Lowry had six points in like the first three minutes of this game. (laughs) He hit like back-to-back threes. And he had it going early, kind of... You know, relaxed a bit in the middle, but then came on strong at the end. Did the Raptors waste an opportunity here with getting the Kyle Lowry game in game one, Q? Definitely,
1: definitely. And I think that's that's the part where when you get some uh, an output like that from Kyle, mm-hmm. you can't waste that because it may never come again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, uh, played well defensively, too. Took some charges. Some of them weren't called. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, getting back to the to the free throw disparity, disparity. It was mostly Giannis, mm-hmm. at that line, so he was getting the calls. Yeah, Kawhi's still not getting the calls, and I, I don't. Yeah. I don't understand. Like anytime he goes up and Brook Lopez goes up, that should be a foul.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's still not getting the calls. And again, so Kawhi Leonard in this game, 10 for 10 from free throw line. Giannis was nine for 12. And the thing is... I know. Once again, I'm telling you, there's a difference between numbers when you look at the stat sheet and then watching watching the game, game. right? Like, there's two different things. Because I feel like what a lot of people end up doing is they're watching basketball, but they're not really understanding basketball. And then you just look at stats and be like, this is this and this and this. There's this whole analytics thing. LeBron James having problems with people right now on Twitter, talking about the mid-range game. But this is a perfect example because you look at how this game was played, right? And there's two things I want to point out. One, Kawhi had 10 free throw attempts. Giannis had 12. But I felt like every single time Giannis drove to the basket, he got the call. Whereas Kawhi, he it wasn't the same ballgame. Yeah. There was at least five more times Kawhi could have gotten to the free throw line. At least. At least. I'm I'm being generous, right? And both star players are driving and getting swarmed in the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And you're not blaming the refs. I'm not blaming the refs saying the refs cost the Raptors a game. I'm not saying that because I don't think that's the case. No. I think the Raptors did a good job of blowing the game themselves. But I will say that the free throws and the timeliness of them were very, very weird. Like If Kawhi gets some of those calls in the fourth quarter while the Raptors are really like just hanging on for dear life, right. this game is totally different. Whereas the same thing for Giannis, again— The Bucs were getting those calls in that third quarter when their offense was laboring. And this isn't just, you know, hyperbole. The Bucs were 0 for 11 from 3 to start the second half. Like, their offense was terrible to start that half. And they came out, sorry, they came out on a run, the Raptors answered, and they really just hung on for dear life. So we don't want to make the excuse, it's not the refs. The Raptors, I think, blew this game at the end. Danny Green struggled with some bad turnovers. Danny Green couldn't hit a shot. But it just wasn't a good look for the Toronto Raptors in this game. Kyle Lowry, we started there We're talking with Kyle. I think Kyle Lowry, you know that Kyle Lowry has, I mean, he hasn't had a game like this in a long-ass time. But Kyle Lowry, we talk about it. There's hits and misses from Kyle Lowry, right? You know that the Kyle Lowry no-show games pop up maybe once or twice in a playoff series. Right. He comes out in game one, dominates like that. And as pointed out online, Lowry had one 30-point game all year, one last year, including the playoffs, two the year before that. Kyle Lowry comes out in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals and puts up 30 and seven threes. A very efficient 30. Yeah, and I think... 67%, I think he was. I don't know how this series is going to play out, but I feel like you're going to look back at a certain point and be like, yeah, we needed that Kyle Lowry game. The game yep, that Kyle Lowry yep. plays good, the Raptors need to win that game. Yep. And that's kind of been the trend early on. If you go back and look at a lot of the games, this playoffs, when Kyle Lowry scores in double digits, that usually means good things for the Toronto Raptors. Definitely. He did more than score in double digits yeah. and not a good look for, for the Raps there. But Kyle Lowry wasn't the only person that struggled on the Raptors. Be- or sorry, Kyle Lowry was the only person other than Kawhi that played well right. consistently out of the starters. And it was weird because this game, like the Raptors in the first half got off to a good start, no? Yeah, like yeah, they, early on. They were all I mean, the shots
1: that were made by Danny Green and and, and Gasol and even Pascal, mm-hmm. they
0: were all came in, in the The first First quarter. quarter. Yeah, the first quarter, all Raptors starters had already hit a three. All Raptors starters had already scored in the first quarter. Even Serge came in and hit a jumper at the buzzer. Raptors were up early. The ball was moving. It didn't have to be just save us, Kawhi. Norm Uh, hit two threes. Right. Early on, Raptors were cooking. The Raptors hit more threes in the first 16 minutes of the game than they did in all 48 in Sunday's game. so they started off really well even fred van fleet came off he was knocking down jumpers it was cool gasol was shooting threes with confidence i remember there was a play early on in the second quarter where they swang the ball to gasol and normally he'd be so quick to swing it to danny and instead he just didn't hesitate and shot the three and wet it and you're thinking hey raptors at the half you're up 59 51 Kawhi had 15 siakam had 11 The Raptors had 10 first half threes. Lowry had nine, five, and two in the first half. You're thinking you're looking really good if you're the Toronto Raptors, right? Yep. So what happened in the second half? Because we just said about Danny Green and Gasol and Siakam. If I read you their lines and tell you that Danny Green was one for five, Gasol was two for 11, Siakam was six for 20, which one of those are you most disappointed with? Because of
1: the Brooke Lopez game, mm-hmm. I think it's the Gasol. I just think you go mono a mono. Not to say that you're forcing shots because Brooke Lopez is hitting shots, mm-hmm. but you need to knock some down. Yeah. Right? You can't be outscored by, what was it, 23 by by Brooke Lopez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And expect to have good, a good outcome.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Or you make it up by having, you know, 10 assists. Like, I mean, he did do well rebounding, but. The offense wasn't flowing through him the way I think it usually is, yeah. or it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I just all of those, all of those are pretty disappointing yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, Danny Green's here mostly for defense, but you got to hit those open threes.
0: Yeah. And I
1: think that's the problem with with the Raptors in the playoffs is their offense. They actually run an offense, mm-hmm. right? And when that offense is, is going
0: it usually results in an open shot. For sure. Totally. And, right? So you have to knock that down. Yeah. And that was a tough break late in this game as the Raptors had the lead late. They were up 100-99. to 99. Yep. Danny Green with a huge turnover. Right. The Bucks go the other way, score. And then at the other end, the Raptors get the steal that they need, got the steal that they needed. Yep. Ball got swung around. Danny Green, or Kyle, sorry, came down on the fast break, found Danny Green for the wide-open look that you're talking about. And he missed it. Yeah. And that was massive. Like that yeah, and, was.
1: And they're bad misses. They're, they're misses that you, you're not expecting from a Danny Green or a Marcosol. It's not like it's rimming out, popping out, you know? Yeah. It, it, they're, they're bad off target misses.
0: Yeah. There was a stat earlier on today that someone uh, sent out. Josh Lewenberg sent this out earlier today and just talked. Tell me how much this led into that game. So, Kawhi Leonard created 47 open three-point attempts for his teammates in the playoffs, which is the most in the NBA. The Raptors only made 17 of them. 17 of 47. And now you look at this game, and it started off so well, and then all of a sudden, as we just said, not a good look at all. Yeah. I mean, you even look, and
1: Kyle is your point guard, Mm -hmm. right? And he only, I think, what is it, two assists? Who, sorry? Kyle? Kyle Lowry, yeah. Right, two assists. Yeah, That's not to say that because Kyle was shooting the ball, all of a sudden he was not passing, and he was just shot, shot, shot. Mm-hmm. Right? Look at his percentages. Yeah. Right? You didn't shoot 30 yeah. shots to get 30 points. Yeah. Right? So he was making the passes. Yeah. Siakam missed, I think, four corner threes wide open. Yeah. Danny Green missed some shots. You're right. right. Uh,
0: Marcus All was even missing shots from the, from the key. Yeah. Right? It wasn't a good game at all for Marcus Gasol. And you mentioned Siakam. He's 2 of 9 from 3. That's not good. And most yeah. of those were uncontested, wide-open threes. Great. So that's not a good look. Kawhi was even one for five from three. Danny Green was one for four. Gasol was two for seven. There's only Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry really saved the Raptors from getting blown out yeah. in this game in the second half. And that's crazy. Because when was the last time the, the Raptors have been able to say that? Yeah. And you mentioned the shots. The shots were falling early in the first half. And then all of a sudden, the second half... Do we think fatigue kind of came into play here because Gasol's at 40 minutes, Serge only played 17. Danny Green at 40, Danny Green played 35, Siakam 42, Kyle 40, Kawhi 42. Now you look at your bench guys. <laughs> the only person really, and I said this to you later on, maybe you should think of going to Serge instead yep. of Gasol in crunch time. Right. Just because Serge probably more active, Serge probably had a lot more left in the tank, only playing 17 minutes. And when you're yeah. talking about offensive rebounds late,
1: yeah. if
0: Gasol's not scoring anyways, he's not the, like, the key for Gasol's strength in the first two series was that the paint presence that Embiid and that Vucevic were. You right. Don't really have that other than Giannis driving. And Gasol yeah. did a great job. Yep. Yeah. But I'm just saying you can go back to maybe evenly splitting the minutes between him and Serge at center in this series. Right. No, what do you, what do oh, you think about that?
1: Um, definitely. I think I think I think the the rotation to Brook Lopez mm-hmm. would be quicker. Yep. Um, Brook Lopez is not driving by Serge, right? You're also getting to get that presence in the paint for block shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Serge was making shots, the few that he took. Mm-hmm. I just. I, I did have a problem with the rotation because in the second quarter, when the bench came in, they actually played. They played well. right? They played well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: right? Uh, Fred was taking shots with confidence. I just mentioned Norm Powell hit two threes. Yep. And then he sat down and didn't come back in until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Right? I have a problem with the rotation. If, if Kawhi's going to play 42 minutes.
0: Yeah. I don't think he should be playing the whole third and then sit at the beginning of the fourth. So this has been a constant in Nick Nurse's rotation, right? And, I mean, the third quarter, it's interesting. You mentioned Kawhi playing the whole third, and he had 14 points in the third quarter, right? Yeah. Raptors led 83-76 at the end of three, thanks to a big three-pointer by Pascal Siakam at the end. But at the end of the day, as I mentioned, The Bucs were laboring on offense. They were shooting 0 for 11 from 3 in the third quarter. They were just getting to the line, and that's the only reason why this game was close. So the Raptors start the fourth quarter with the lineup of Norm, Fred, Serge, Kyle, and Pascal, and immediately the Bucs go on an 8-0 run to lead by one point. Now, I don't know. It's kind of tough, right, because you notice the way that you start paying attention to other teams, right? And again, I don't know the answer to this because I'm going to say it's game one. And Nick Nurse, obviously, we know that after game one, different adjustments are going to be made, right? Maybe you see how well Serge does in different moments, how well Gasol does in different moments, and you adjust that to different matchups. Cool. But with the in terms of the rotation, you just came off a series against Philly where you saw Brett Brown pretty fluently consist, like, send his guys to the bench, his stars to the bench, right? Like, they might get two rests in a quarter. They might get a bit of a break in every quarter, right? And, like, get a little two minutes here and there, come back. You even saw in this game, I mentioned to you, Giannis went to the bench with, like, five or six minutes left in the fourth quarter and then came back in, and I looked at you and I said, oh, that's interesting, right? Like, they're giving him a little bit of a breather here so when he comes back... Yeah. Late in the fourth and it's closing time, they know it's all Giannis all the time. And with Nick Nurse, it's Kawhi playing the whole third, and then he rests to start the fourth. And we've seen this. Like, this yeah. isn't a brand new thing, yeah. right? The bench giving up the lead to start the fourth quarter, and everyone has the argument, exactly. should Kawhi play the whole fourth? I don't think he should play the whole fourth, but we definitely should think about maybe getting him some rest either in the third quarter. the third. Or exactly what they used to do with LeBron. Exactly. Rest LeBron with one minute left in the third. Right, and it ends
1: up being a 15-minute break because then yeah. you get the third, you have the intermission between quarters, yeah. and then you can bring yeah. him back
0: if he's fresh. They used to always yeah. run the clock, right, yeah. to yeah. say like how much real-time rest LeBron would exactly. get. Exactly, That's something to think about for sure because that run was massive for the Bucks. The Bucks yeah. had no life at that time. And then you mentioned the bench sitting for the entire third quarter. I mean, I don't know.
1: I don't know right. the answer. On, on yeah, top no. of halftime, right? So you have halftime. Mm-hmm. Then the entire third quarter, you can't be ready to go in the fourth. It just doesn't – It doesn't usually it doesn't work that way, yeah. right? And you're just coming off a seven-game series. Yeah. A tough seven-game series, right? Yeah. The Bucks have been resting for a week mm-hmm. on top of the fact that they've only played nine games, <laughs> yeah. right? All yeah. playoffs, mm-hmm. right? And they're still running, you know, 10, 11 guys.
0: Yeah. You can't come into the game and, and run five. So, uh, Len agrees with you here. Len on Instagram. Again, shouts to the people tuning in on Instagram and on Twitter. We take your comments at both. Len on Instagram says, Nurse needs to be smart and make sure Kawhi is already sitting before the TV break. Uh, Mr. Check? Cheek? Sorry, I apologize for mispronouncing that. But he says, Nurse, please stop with the Van Fleet-Powell combo. I mean... Here's the thing, right? He's stuck to the rotations. They played well in the first half, so I understand why you come back with them in this game. Like, it looked like the normal Raptors, yeah. right? The quote-unquote normal Raptors that we've seen this season where Fred is at least confidently taking shots. Norm is confidently taking shots. Yeah. Whether they go in or not is a different story, yeah. but you're seeing them comfortably take shots. And we hadn't really seen that for the entire Sixer series. Exactly. So I understand why Nurse did that in this game, But I'm interested to see what the adjustment is going forward. Because the biggest thing to me, the biggest like, you know, there's no moral victories in the playoffs because, hey, it's a first to four. But at the end of the day, one thing you did learn was that at least your bench guys can play in this series, which I thought was a big, big thing because in the last series, it was clear they were unplayable. And we saw the difference between like, what did you think of the bench just in terms of being able to play this series as opposed to being unplayable against the Sixers. Like, what did you make of the, conf- the sudden confidence right. that we saw from Freddie and Norm? Uh, I think it's big. I mean, like you were
1: saying, against Philly, you're coming in against guys who are six seven, so you mm-hmm. got the length, or you have uh, uh, Jimmy Butler who's coming legit in and coming to guard you, right? Here, Pat Connaughton is not going to outplay uh, Van Fleet or Powell. Yeah. yeah. Right? or even if he is hitting shots, yeah, Powell's not looking at him like, okay, I got to swing the ball and get he's away not from this shook. guy. He's, His mentality is exactly. yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. right. And I think the same thing goes with, with most of the players on the Bucks, except for Giannis. You look across and you're like, I can, be, I can beat this guy. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. play this guy. Yeah. Whether it's Middleton, whether it's Bledsoe, Bledsoe whether it's Brogdon, yeah. none of them sh- should put fear into you. No, not right? at all. On and- top of the fact that Even if uh, Powell's not hitting his shots, Mm -hmm. right? Only, like, Brook Lopez is not a shot blocker. No. Right? So he can drive to the basket, which he wasn't going to do against Embiid. We've seen him Mm -hmm. have a clear link to the basket and swing the ball because he wasn't going to drive on Embiid. Brook Lopez doesn't instill that same type of fear. Maybe Giannis does, but Giannis also plays defense on the perimeter. Right?
0: Yeah. He's not st- sitting in the,
1: uh, uh, under the basket waiting to block everything.
0: Yeah. Giannis is a different uh, – he's a different animal That's altogether, awesome. right? But other than that, again, it's a confidence factor. And if you're Fred and Norm, you're talking about you're going at Ben Simmons or you're going at Jimmy Butler yeah. as opposed to now, as you mentioned, it's Brogdon. It's yeah. like these guys that you're not – your mentality – it's still attack, attack, attack. Exactly. It's not hesitating. Exactly. Oh, can I get my shot off? Which and again, is a, and a like, plus. Yeah,
1: and again, like you said, you just came off a seven-game series, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I was listening to a, a radio show today. Um, I think it was Mad Dog in the morning or whoever it was. But they were like, you're not coming in here thinking sweep, right? No. So you know you're going six, seven games, most likely, mm-hmm. right? Play like you're going the distance. Okay. Cuz if you're thinking you're going to come and play your starters 40 minutes each for six games straight uh, and you're going to get this, the same type of, you know what I mean?
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: Play play the long game. Yeah. See what you're going to get out of your guys. Don't yeah. just decide they couldn't play last series, yeah. so I'm not going to play them this series.
0: It's interesting. And he and he did. He gave them a go. He gave them a go in the and, first I, half. And I think they were they it was a successful go. Yeah. I think the the rotation obviously like the third quarter still a thing because, as you mentioned, right, ran with the starters for the majority of the third quarter. And for the most part, it kind of paid off. But now, again, how do they react sitting for that long? How do they react? Like, are your starters now tired because they just played the whole third quarter? It's tough. And, I mean, I'm so interested to see the adjustments that can be made in this series because there are a lot of adjustments to be made. Danny Green's minutes, right? Do you think of going to norm? Do you think of going super size like you did in the last series where we saw Surge take a lot of those crunch time minutes from Danny Green, especially in game seven? Right. Like the Raptors have a lot of options. In this series, for the most part, you can play two of Lowry, Van Fleet, and Powell together. Right. Right. Like they're to-
1: gonna play Bledsoe or George Hill and Brogdon is their is there backup. Exactly. Right? They don't have they don't really have on their entire team, they don't really have a true two guard. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: They yeah. got a bunch of combo guards. So you can go with, with Fred and, and Kyle. There's a rotation. There's a, a new rotation to be found, let's say, in this exactly. series, right? And whereas Gasol definitely was getting the majority of the minutes over Surge at the center position because you needed him to guard Embiid and Vucevic in the post, it's not the same in this series, right? Yep. Lopez is sitting on the perimeter, whether it's Mirtic, same thing, who hit a deep dagger three yeah. late in the game as well. Those guys are sitting in the perimeter where Serge can guard better than Gasol probably exactly.
1: can, and Serge is gonna or Serge is at least gonna rotate better. Right? Now,
0: with that said though, Gasol had twelve rebounds in this game. Yep. Gasol had two blocks in this game. I thought the Raptors, especially early on, did a good job of like protecting the paint and building that wall. I honestly just think this, and this is not me making excuses. I just think they ran out of gas. Yeah, and I don't think that that's like, like, I mean, physically ran out of gas, right? right? Like. Gasol playing forty minutes. This is what you needed to do in the last series for right. sure, yeah. because you needed to match his minutes with Embiid. So every single second, that was a thing. Same thing goes for Siakam and and everyone else. Cool. Right. Yeah. But in this series, you need to fi- figure out rotations where you can play Powell, Van Fleet, and Abaka because the matchups dictate that a lot more. Exactly. You're not that worried about you know who's gonna guard Jimmy Butler, who's gonna guard Tobias Harris. Right. Like you're not really worried about those things with the Bucks, are you?
1: Exactly. Like, am I wrong
0: there? Like, no, no, but, and 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 I think it's not like
1: last year where they went with the bench mob, where they were bringing putting five uh, starters on the bench mm-hmm. and playing five, yeah, and playing five bench players, right? Yeah. They have three guys, so you can always have a Kyle or a All mm-hmm. or a Siakam yeah. or obviously uh, a Kawhi. Yeah, is always going to be on the court with them. Totally. So it's not like you're just saying here bench. Try not to lose us the game. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're mixing in. You have your grown your, ups your, out your starters. there. Exactly. Yeah,
0: and you look at the the roster of the Bucks, right? And so Miritich, Miritich isn't really going to hurt you in the post, so you can get right. away with Van Fleet on him. Right. Not Van Fleet. Maybe Norman Powell on yeah. him, right? Or Danny Green on him. Right. Um, same thing goes for Lopez. Lopez, you can have Serge on him. He's not really in the post. Off the bench, Ilyasova. He's more of a perimeter guy. You can have Norman Powell guard Ilyasova. So there's matchups there to be had, and we're talking about Bledsoe, who was 3-for-12 in this game, 0-for-6 from three. I think you're pretty happy letting him just shoot from three. Yeah. Miritich was 1-for-6. Do you want to see that? No, not really. Um, But you need to come up with something because I think the Raptors really ran out of gas. Minus for Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, we're seeing the stat right now, 14 points in the fourth quarter for Kyle, three points for the rest of the team in the fourth. 0 for 15, the rest of the team, not named Kyle Lowry. That includes Kawhi. Yeah. Right? And, like, I mean, I know it sounds crazy to say something negative about Kawhi Leonard after everything that he's done for the Raptors in that last series, but that's where I'm going to in terms of maybe they ran out of gas in this game. The entire Raptor team, not named Kyle Lowry, were 0 for 15 in the fourth quarter. That's crazy. And like you said, it's,
1: it's game one, mm-hmm. right? You just came off a seven-game series that you won at the buzzer. Yep. Right. Your bench came in, played decent in the second quarter.
0: Yeah.
1: Surge only getting seventeen minutes. If, like I think Surge earned his like, game seven. If you remember game seven, That's fair. He was the second best yeah, player. Yeah, Surge yeah, yeah. earned more minutes. I'm right? not, I'm not mad at that. Earned, I'm not mad at that at all. He earned some more time, I believe. Right. Yeah. I just think. I just think. I wasn't happy with the the rotation. Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy with the time or how the time was distributed and when it was distributed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of agree with that. It's very interesting, and there's going to be a lot of talk here as we go to uh, some of the chat on Twitter. And Fazil says, Why does Nurse still play Lowry, Van Fleet, and Norm together? Really bad matchup. Um, I don't know about playing all three of them together. But I really think you can definitely play two of them together, yeah. which you could not do in the last series. Yeah. I don't even think you could have played Fred and Norm in the last series. Exactly. But now I think in this series you can definitely play two of those guys, all three of them. I think that might be stretching it, to yeah. me, size-wise. I, think, I feel like
1: Norm, Norm is, is a, is a field guy. Mm-hmm. He's not... He's not, gonna, he's not Jamal Crawford. He's not coming off the bench and going to give you fifteen, or a quick 15. my personal fave, Lou Will. Or Lou Will. <laughs> exactly, right? So he's, yeah. he's, he's not that guy. He's a guy that needs some rhythm. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You can't gain that rhythm playing five minutes one game, nine minutes mm-hmm. one game, mm-hmm. right? There's 20 minutes in between your, your shifts. Yeah. That's, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yeah. Right? It's, it's just, he's not that guy. He's not a shooter where he's just going to come in and he's just going to hit shots. He needs to get a feel for the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, this person here on the Twitter feed definitely agrees with you. Uh, they say, I think Norm should have been given greater player t- playing time over Green, and I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> I mean, he came
1: in, right? He played maybe three, four minutes and five minutes at most in yeah. the first half. Yeah. Right? And he hit two threes. His two, to two, The two shots that he took, he hit. Mm-hmm. Again, you.
0: What more can you? What more could he have done?
1: Yeah. In that first half, to say, hey, I need a couple more minutes to earn those minutes.
0: Yeah, I think it's tough, right? You got to fi- figure out a way to give your bench a, a bit of a go in the third quarter. You got to figure that out because I think like that's that's really tough if you're going to them consistently to start the fourth quarter no matter what. Yeah. Like that's not really, you know what I'm like. That's and, just a and, and tough again, position you're not, to be
1: you're in. You're not playing the matchups, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because Giannis is on the floor.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So you're not right. There were there was times in the third where Giannis was off the floor. Yanni, Yanni.
0: Yes, very right.
1: true. Very true. So you know when Pat Connaughton is on the floor mm-hmm. with George Hill. Yep. Right. Just the, just the same as last series where you were mirroring. Uh, Gasol and, Embiid. and Embiid's minutes. Yep, right. You know you can't. You you. It's it's not going to work out well, right? Percentages will tell you it's not going to work out well if all of your starters are playing forty minutes mm-hmm. every game over a six, probably a six or seven game series, most likely. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to break those, that up somehow. Yeah. And game one is the time when you do that <laughs> for me, right? It's no, it's if, definitely if, interesting. If Fred and if Fred and Powell, Fred and, and, uh, Powell come in there mm-hmm.
0: and they stink it up, yeah, then you got to do what you got to do, yeah. right? And the one but thing, give them a chance to do that. Totally, I hear you. And the one thing I'm gonna say here, and I probably should have said this earlier on, like right off the start of the podcast. I kind of seem very nonchalant after this loss because my thing is like it's game one. Yeah, I'm never gonna be the person here to to sit. I watch. Way too much playoff basketball yeah. in my life to overreact to game one of a playoff series. You're still feeling things out. You're right. going to realize your matchups, just like in last series, right? It took you three games to realize, okay, we got to go heavy minutes with our starters because that's what the matchups dictated. Right. That's what the adjustments dictated. It took you until probably what, game six or game seven, to realize our super the size lineup yep. against them with Surge is. The advantage that we have against them, right. right? Mirroring Gasol's minutes, that's what you said as well, right? It took you a while to figure that out. You didn't really know that after game one in no, the last series. Of course not. You don't really know that in and game one. And,
1: again, the way game one went, you didn't really need to. And I think, I think maybe the the, uh, the, the the game one curse that they're out had, maybe mm-hmm. Nurse was just like, we're up, we're up 12. I got to, yeah. to get this game. We have to get this game,
0: right? yeah. Which you can see, right? Like, they were up. They were up going into the fourth, and maybe that was it. You're up in the third, and he's thinking, well, we got to get one. We got to get one, and we're in good position. Let me ride my starters a little more to try to make sure that we get this. Right. And I think the starters ran out of gas. Yeah. I think it's that simple because those guys shot really well, minus Siakum, mm-hmm. Right. But Siakam was just missing wide open threes. But in terms of being aggressive and going to the basket, that tailed off later on in the game. And I think the starters really ran out of gas. But again, it's all about adjustments. I'm not going to overreact to the game one loss. In fact, when people we were talking about it earlier today, I was like, I mean, if the Raps lose, no big deal. Like it's game one. You got it. You want to try to get one out of two. And they always say a playoff series doesn't start until a road team wins. Right. So. I'm not going to panic here after game one, and again, I'm not going to panic after game two either. And I
1: I mean, and I was saying this to you, you know, at the game start is I didn't want the Raptors to come in here and win by twelve and blow them out out. because everybody, (laughs) could you imagine they'd be, you guys would already be talking about who's going to be guarding Steph in the next series, and and it's just well, that's what happened after Sixers game one exactly, and you can't and you can't really. Not only the fans, mm-hmm. but the the team themselves. Yeah. After coming off a big yeah. high like that, to just come in here and blow out the, the Bucks, like you know, they were doing in the first half. Yeah. I don't think that would have it I don't think it would have ended well. Yeah. In the end. So maybe maybe just like the Orlando series, yeah. maybe this game one loss is a good thing. But so we'll have to see. It
0: it's very interesting, right? Because you gotta play that middle chord with what's going on and and as people get used to watching playoff basketball the biggest thing for newcomers to understand is that momentum it's like every single game has its own story every single series has yeah. its own story what worked from one series to the next is going to be totally different so you needed to shorten your bench in one series because guys couldn't play right. in this game you look at what the bucks did and Giannis played 37 minutes. That's the most on their team, right? Yeah. George Hill and Brogdon come off their bench and play 27 minutes. I'm not saying that you need 20-plus minutes from Van Fleet and Powell. I'm not saying you need that. No, no. But the reality of the situation is maybe you have a fresher Kawhi Leonard at the end. Maybe you have – and and I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I'm saying we're going to find that out in this series because I don't know the answers. Right. The last answer was hey, ride Kawhi, go Kawhi ham, because Kawhi was the only one that could get buckets on Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, and over Embiid. In this series, you might find out that it's gonna be a little different. And to me, the I hate saying moral victory or but what we learned or what I learned from watching this game is that your other guys can score and get buckets in this series. And that wasn't the case in last series. Right. But I have a question for you. As Julian points out on Instagram, Julian says, Brooke Lopez is a three point god now.
1: (laughs) You know, and I was just about to ask you this question What do you think is more likely? Okay. For the rest of the series, Mm -hmm. Brooke Lopez giving you
0: 29, Mm
1: -hmm. or Kyle giving you another 30.
0: (laughs) Really, Um, really and truly. The weird thing, okay, this is going to sound really weird but it might be Brooke Lopez just because I know for a fact Brooke Lopez is going to keep shooting. Kyle Lowry uh-huh. sometimes just stops shooting, and I, I I don't know why. And I'm not saying that Brooke Lopez is going to hit all those shots, uh-huh. but he's going to keep shooting. Kyle Lowry for sure is a way better player. Kyle Lowry playing like that should be something – like you know is going to be something that the Bucks are going to go back and be like, okay, what do we need to do to change that? If I'm the Raptors looking at what Brooke Lopez just did – I'm not really like overreacting to that. No. I'm going to let him shoot. He was four for 11 from three. If Brook Lopez is going to shoot 11 threes in a game, I'm totally okay with that. I don't care what his percentages are because, and I know that's going to sound crazy. People are going to be like, what do you mean? What do you mean? People, there's a difference between regular season and playoffs. Stats and percentages get thrown out the window because for the most part, whoever you're playing against it's now you're play- playing against better competition mm-hmm. and you're playing against other team starters for the most part, a lot more. So you're playing right. against better people trying their hardest, right? And there's all these stats about what Milwaukee did in the regular season. Yeah. And the reality is the Raptors are pretty close in most of those categories on whatever stat you want to bring up about defensive rating, offensive rating, three-point shooting, whatever it is. But you have to remember the Raptors load management load managemented (laughs) if I was going to make that a verb right that's what they did for the whole season and so the stats of the regular season to me in this series you can almost throw them out the window because it's the matchups are going to be so different the adjustments are going to come but facts only when I see Brook Lopez getting his Joel Embiid on, celebrating really hard in game one because yeah. he dropped 29 points, yeah. I'm not really worried about that. I'm not no. sweating that. Let him keep shooting. He might have another game where he hits three threes. Cool. But if he's going to keep shooting 11? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's not good offense. Yeah. That's not good offense. And I, I tweeted this out. If Brook Lopez is going to drop 29 and or like just splash threes for the whole series <laughs> – all you can do is tip your cap and root for them in the in the NBA Finals. <laughs> Congratulate them on making the NBA Finals. Yeah. If that's how they're going to win, hey. Some things you just
1: can't, yeah,
0: can't do nothing about. More right? power to you. Uh, more comments. Someone says, what the hell is wrong with Marc Gasol? So I'll take this one because I know what's going to happen already. People are going to come at me hard because I've been the Marc Gasol defender. <laughs> I've been labeled the Marc Gasol defender. On the podcast, in the group text, right. in, you know, the Facebook chat, the YouTube yeah. comment section and all that. Marcus Gasol, I mean, if you have negative things to say about Marcus Gasol after the first two series of the playoffs, then I don't know what you're talking about. Because Marc Gasol was brought in to slow down Joel Embiid, and he did that, right? Marcus Gasol also slowed down Vucevic in the first round of the playoffs, Okay. In this series, against the Bucks, as you mentioned earlier, it is unacceptable if you are Mark Gasol and Brooke Lopez scores 29 points and you score 6. That is unacceptable. unacceptable. There's absolutely no excuse for that. You can't, like, that can't happen, right? Brooke Lopez also had 29 and 11. Now, Gasol had 12 rebounds. Cool. He had 5 assists, led the Raptors in assists, but I'll say most of that damage was done in the first half.
1: Right.
0: He needs to be continue to be more aggressive, but again, I think this is where the Raptors go back kind of more so to the rotation of him and Serge playing closer to equal. Right. Right because I think the matchups just dictate that. Yeah. Also, if he's going to hit shoot that open 3, keep shooting that with confidence. I'd like to see more of the pick and roll of him getting action where he's rolling to the basket, especially when Everyone's swarming Kawhi Leonard. Right. This just standing at the three-point line, they're gonna let you shoot. So if you want to sit out there and continue to shoot threes, or if you want to step in and get a roll to the basket, get a little floater in there. That to me is what Mark Casall needs to do a bit more. But also the 40 minutes to surge is 17. I don't think you need that in this series. No. You needed that in the other two series. This series, you'll get a much more effective Marc Gasol if he's playing less minutes because you don't need him on the defensive end. Right. Because the victory for the Raptors with Marcus Gasol is the ball movement and the defense. He still got that in the first half, but I really think he ran out of gas in the second half. And I'll take all that slander. <laughs> but Keith, what do you think about Marc Gasol?
1: Um, I, I I think it's the same thing. Um, I think, but at the same time, again, it's open shots. He hits. One maybe two of those shots, mm-hmm. that now draws Brook Lopez out, right? Mm-hmm. Brook Lopez guarding on the perimeter. Yeah, Budańholzer takes him out the game. Yeah, and he's not hitting those shots, right? Yep. He also bringing Mark, uh, sorry, bringing uh, Brook Lopez out a bit out of the key, mm-hmm. opens that up for everybody else. Totally. Right, because Kawhi driving to the basket and going up against three guys, six eleven Giannis, seven foot Brook Lopez. Lopez and I think Middleton's like six eight. Yeah. You know, you're talking about Kawhi not getting the calls. I think there's not too many people that are going to get those calls when you're going up against two seven footers and somebody who's regarded as a good defender, mm-hmm. right? So you gotta bring gotta bring those guys out. I feel mm-hmm. right. Another thing I have to say, and this goes to Pascal Siakam mostly, yeah. is I and the same in the, in the last series. I didn't feel like anybody really attacked the basket, mm-hmm. right? So yes, Giannis is gonna is probably gonna get some blocks, just yeah. like Embiid is probably gonna get some blocks. Yeah, but they are also foul prone. Yeah, right. And especially with with, with Siakam, especially his unorthodox kind of layups, long arms, mm-hmm. you're gonna get some of those calls. I don't like how they just, you know, it's it's Siakam gets the ball on the perimeter. Giannis is on him, and it's an automatic swing. You're not letting the man exert any energy yeah. on the defensive end.
0: Leo talked about that during the game. He said that Siakam has to at least make it look like he's going to attack, yeah. right? Because you're forcing someone to come out and play you. Because either when you're not attacking and you're just going to shoot the three, the defense is just going to sit in the paint. The defense yeah. doesn't have to move. And As you just mentioned, they can rest. Siakam had a massive dunk early in this game. Yeah. Where he drove and pounded it on, who was it, no. Ilya Sova, yeah. right? Yeah. And I thought, I even wrote down when that happened, I was like, oh, no Embiid, guess, I mean, I guess this means, hey, yeah. back to driving to the cup, exactly, throwing it down hard. And then we went back to the same drive, try to make these tough layups. But I'll say this the thing I wanna see from Pascal Siakam. I want to see him drive and kick the ball out once. Yeah. Right? Like, to me, his game at this point, and again, Siakam, what he's done this whole season, this whole playoffs has been incredible. He's overachieved. He surpassed everyone's expectations this season. But we definitely know what the next level is for his glow up, right? Right. And the next level is, right now, it's either he's going to shoot the wide open three, or he's barreling towards a basket. Right. He doesn't really have the game yet where he's reacting to what the defense gave him. So there's no like, okay, well, I have the ball, the guy running out at me. I'm going to up fake this guy and then drive to the basket. And then now because there's two guys past me, someone's open, I'm going to dime it. Right. It's either if I'm barreling to the basket, I'm trying to get a layup regardless of what that next defender does. Right. There's no like adjustment on the fly, which I understand because control. Yeah, dude's only played basketball for how many years, right? Yeah, like, yeah he's a raw prospect. So he's still developing all of his basketball skills. So I understand that, but it's kind of tough. The position he's been put in as being the second score for the Toronto Raptors. And he really struggled in this game, 15 yeah. points on six of 20 shooting. That's not good. And again, yeah. he started off really well in the first half yeah. and then like everyone else on the Raptors faltered late. And the reason I'm going to tell people, so Emma here who says, feels like a wasted opportunity right there. There's part of me that agrees with that. Yes, it would have been great to get that game. But what I see from what happened to the Raps in game one was their starters just ran out of gas.
1: Yeah.
0: And, hey, that,
1: that you better, don't want that to happen? to learn that lesson early in game one than to be dealing with it in game five.
0: Hey, if you thought that you were going to get away with only being able to play basically six guys again five and a half, yeah. for a whole quarter... Or sorry, for a whole yeah. seven game series against a team that you know plays nine, ten guys oh. like consistently, right? Especially a team that runs out multiple perimeter guys that you have to guard and like run at, like you have to guard Brogdon, yeah. you have to guard Bledsoe, you have to guard Giannis, Middleton, right? Like you have to guard those guys. The Sixers, it was a different kind of thing, right? The Sixers Jimmy's going to cook regardless. Yeah. Kawhi was eliminating one guy in this game, which I think is the other flip side to this. Middleton was had 11 points, 4 for 12 in this game. Yeah. And they won. Right? Like yeah. look at this. Giannis had 24 on 7 of 16 shooting. Mm, solid game. But let's look at this. Bledsoe 3 for 12, Middleton 4 for 12 and they win. Mirtic 1 for 6 from 3, Bledsoe 0 oh for 6 from 3. Middleton one for six, from th- and they win. Like, yeah. that's just – that's crazy. And I know people are bringing up the Raptors in game one thing. But this was a game it, they it played well. Do with that. They I played think, well.
1: They ran out of gas. I think, I think not only that, is in that fourth quarter, all of a sudden, like, Middleton only had 11 points, mm-hmm. but he hit him, Meritich, and Brooke Lopez – Hit some daggers.
0: Late, yeah. Late. Yeah. That that,
1: that gave like, them
0: that lead. The one three that Middleton hit was late in the fourth quarter. Exactly. The one three that Miritich hit was late in the fourth quarter. Right. And Brook Lopez, we know, hit. Exactly. While the Raptors were making a run, Brook Lopez hit back-to-back threes to kind yep. of be like, oh, nope, we're still here. Yeah. So you're, tol- you're totally right about that. Those guys struggled, and then late in the game, while Danny Green missed his wide-open three to tie the game. Right. Uh, i'm pretty sure gasol missed a wide open three to tie the game the bucks they hit theirs their guys that missed hit theirs mirtage hit middleton hit and it was jam done that was the difference in the game Uh, let me try to get some more comments in here austin says siakam and gasol need to shoot better and the offensive boards were terrible tonight yeah the raptors in this game 15 offensive rebounds for Uh, Milwaukee in this game we mentioned they had 25 fast break points in this game and to me if you learn the other thing the Raptors got to take away from this game you can't let them get out and transition yeah that's where they got their points it was fifth again 25 fast break points but also it was off points off turnovers right and if you're the Raptors and you take care of the ball you make this more of a half court game your half court offense is better than Milwaukee's yeah because I feel Toronto did a good job of sagging off Giannis yep. and then helping and recovering to the three point shooters. Those guys were missing shots, but a lot of those shots were contested shots. Yeah. They weren't missing, well, Bledsoe only, but for the most part they weren't missing wide open shots. Am I am I wrong there?
1: Yeah. And I think Giannis Giannis what did he have? 24, but it was a it was an ineffective 24. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, you take away what what was he 10? I mean, 9 even, of 12 throw? for three from free throw line. So so you take away those 9 points. He's 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 scoring 15 points, right? And he was very ineffective. His his running his running to the basket. Yeah. Right, coming to the basket full speed. The Raptors, they they, they handled him well. Yeah. I just think that the Bucks made some tough, and none of them were wide open threes. They made some tough threes, mm-hmm. and we didn't make our open threes, and that's yeah. the story of the game.
0: Uh, I have a question for you here. So, so DS says, thank God my expectations didn't get past the Sixers. So I'm going to ask this question though. Coming off of this game, are you encouraged or discouraged? Like, first off, going into the series, how confident were you against the Bucs? Because the Bucs were massive favorites. That seems to be the theme everyone was talking about. Did you buy into that? Or were you confident that the Raptors could win this series?
1: I believe the Toronto Raptors are the best team in the East. Okay. They just have to hit shots. Okay. And again, it's not that they have to make miraculous shots. They shots. just have to hit their open shots. Their offense, they, first off, they play defense. Yeah. We, we, we know this, right? That's, well. that's their MO, right? But they actually run a half-court offense,
0: Yeah.
1: right, where a lot of teams really don't, yep. right? All they got to do is when the ball is in rotation and it swings to Danny Green or Siakam in the corner yeah. or Gasol at the top, They just got to hit those open shots. Yeah. Right. And again, they don't have to go, they don't have to do like Kyle. They then go uh, seven for eight, 50%,
0: 40%, right?
1: Even 30%. And it's a completely different game.
0: I totally agree with you. I come out of that game, it's like, yeah, the Raptors lost game one. Cool. I know that Milwaukee shot bad in that game, but I look at it a different way because I'm looking at it in terms of, okay, so. Giannis is going to do what Giannis is going to do. Who's the other person on their team? And that's Middleton. Well, we saw in this game that the Raps are putting Kawhi on Middleton, and Middleton struggled in this game while being guarded by Kawhi Leonard. Again, 11 points on 4 of 12 shooting, and he was 1 of 6 from 3 in this game, okay? And this is a trend, because let's go back to the previous series, and you find out that Jimmy Butler in games 2 to Mm 5, in that or sorry, games 2 to 6, Jimmy Butler had 25.6 assists on 47% shooting. Jimmy Butler in Game 7, 45 possessions against Kawhi Leonard, one of seven from the field, one assist. And that's just talking about Jimmy. Jimmy was the key to their offense. We already know Kawhi eliminated Ben Simmons from the regular season, right, but also yeah. in that series. I feel that the game plan here is to try to have Kawhi eliminate Middleton in this series for the Bucs, which goes back to my greater point of why – you know, I don't know what people's expectations were going into this series, but I was like, yeah, I, I, my pick was Raptors in six. Mm-hmm. I can see the Raptors definitely winning this series in six or seven, whatever. But I wasn't, I wasn't buying into the whole the Raptors are massive underdogs because I know Kawhi has the ability to eliminate someone. Yeah. And so if you're telling me that the Bucks are going to win just because of Brogdon, uh, George Hill, Brooke Lopez, all of those guys, cool i'll take my chances with the toronto raptors in that yeah, series definitely. that's where i'm at game one to the bucks salute to them they came out they were well rested they won 108 100 they probably won a game that they shouldn't have because most of their guys didn't shoot well right. but hey end of the day it's playoffs scoreboard says they won it's one nothing bucks this see right see you on friday see you on friday right um Q, where can the people find you if they, if they want to discuss, you know, more of this playoff goodness that is the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals?
1: Find me at uh, Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. at simply underscore just underscore Q, simply just Q, um, or at, at DBS Caps, again, on all social media platforms. Check us out. Check out all our gear. You see some of hats behind us ddscaps.com if you're looking for something to rock for the summertime yeah that's in here man let me know let me know anything you guys want us to talk about anything you want me to ask anything you want me to say if you agree with me you disagree with
0: me yeah call at me anytime yeah and people like if you're new to the show the reason we created this is just for a space to have a conversation about what happened after the raptor game right like I'm not trying, I'm throwing out stats at points to try to back up my points or to discuss what happened during the game in terms of runs, in terms of shooting percentages and stuff like that. But I don't claim to know everything or understand everything that happened. I know that a lot of this is about, a lot of what happens in this, in uh, the playoffs is about adjustments, right? And I enjoy that process. I also enjoy talking to like minded fans, other fans and my boys. Again, the, the whole process of all this, in my mind, is taking the group chat to a podcast. Yeah. And now, as said it on the last pod, we've just exploded the group text to include a whole lot more people. Exactly. So I appreciate reading all your comments, taking all your comments, and trying to figure out, hey, what do we think we'll see next time in the next game? It's not about me telling you, you guys are wrong, or you guys telling me, hey, you're wrong. Here for the conversation. Because, as we've said all year, best Raptors team of all time. Kawhi Leonard. Hey, we know now the countdown's on, right? We could be watching the the last few games of Kawhi Leonard in a Raptors uniform. So this is like, this is the pinnacle of where we wanted to be, Raptors fans. This is is
1: big. You just said that, but let's be real. Mm -hmm. After last offseason, we might not see any of those Raptors again. Who who knows (laughs) what's going to happen? Is Kyle going to be here next year? Who, we knows? Don't know. Who knows? Who does? If New Orleans is trading, I'm going to be here next year. Who knows what's going? They, on. Like after last year, there's no for certain. We know we know the uncertainty around Kawhi, but I mean, this time last year, you never thought the Rosen was going to be wearing a, a different jersey. Yeah. So we have no idea what the Raptors are going to look like next year. So that's why enjoy, this. Is, exactly. yeah. like you said,
0: let's enjoy the ride. Yeah, it's the, it's the reminder of how amazing this run has been and how much we got to enjoy this the raptors being in the eastern conference final that's incredible and just know that it's game one bounce back comes on friday let's see how the raptors do hopefully you guys will tune in with us as well huge shouts to the people on instagram at sheldon alexander sending in your comments questions there and of course the podcast live on twitter at shell alexander after each and every toronto raptors game really appreciate it guys we got some stuff cooking up we're working on behind the scenes and i'll let you know when i can let you know that information but as of now really appreciate you guys and i forgot to mention but If you're unable to catch the podcast live, just know we make it available afterwards on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. Just search On Blast Podcast. Yes, this is the Wrap It Up Podcast, part of the On Blast Podcast Network. And so that's just what you got to search for all those things. And the big part, as the Instagram feed's about to shut off, but don't worry, we're wrapping up right now anyway. Shout out to you guys Instagram. But I'll say this. The beauty of this pod is that the group text is alive this is just the hour after the game but really the group text continues until the next game exactly in the comment section on instagram and on and on twitter the comments continue throughout it doesn't just stop here and that's what we really wanted to create and really appreciate that thanks to the people who have been riding with us from the get-go throughout the whole entire season and shouts to the new people tuning in and don't forget to send us what you think if you like it what you like what you don't like whatever it is let us know we got you covered because at the end of the day i used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time see ya peace